Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the First and Ten podcast with me, Ross, and him, Dave. You alright? How's yeah. it going? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty good week. Yeah, week five of the NFL season is done. Just flying by. I'm a little bit sad, actually. When the season started, the, the Seahawks being in London seemed like a million miles away, and now it's like, shit, it's on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's come around quick. I can't, yeah, I can't believe we're at the London games already. Yeah, it's mad. That's, that's it. Once these are out of the way, we're kind of like into the back end of the season almost. Yeah, it's uh, it's just flown by already. So it takes so long to come to come around. All the off-season, all, all you need is, oh, God, it's going to be a scene, and then, yeah, it's over with. Bang, it's gone. Yeah, well, coming up on today's show, we're going to do our uh, our bets of the week. Uh, we're actually going to do them this week because we're recording a day later. Um, we're going to do your community questions, uh, takeaways of the week, and our game previews. Let's start with our uh, takeaways of the week, Dave. What's your first one? Um, so, yeah, I, was, I, was, I don't know why I found them hard to do takeaways this week. But yeah, I can only think of one, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, I had one. I've got three now, but sort of, I feel like two of. Yeah, sort of bodged a bit. I feel, I feel like one's a bit of a repeat because you know. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll I like going on, but I might cut them but... out. It might be one and a half takes a week. <laughs> so, well, my first one is: Are the Packers, Packers, sorry, actually bad? Because Ooh. I just I don't really know. Like, I don't know where they're, what they're going to do this season. I, I could see them absolutely just bombing out. Yeah, outside of Rogers, what has that team actually got? And yes, I don't really trust McCarthy to turn things around for them. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure he's he's the right man for it. And yeah, Rogers playing on one knee <laughs> isn't good for them. Uh, well, obviously not good for them, but yeah, just a bad team, it's just looking even worse. And I think that division. So obviously, I'm not a big fan of the Lions this year, but so they're beating them there. I think the Vikings, although they've they've had some weird they've had some weird games, but. I feel like they will get it together and I think they will end up running away with that division. Then the Bears, I'm not I'm quite sure the they're Bears that to good. Come back to earth, but it, yeah, they're they're a hard one to call, aren't they? Because I watch them and I don't feel like I don't feel blown away in any game, but they just keep winning now. It's uh, yeah. it's a strange one. Yeah, they're on a run and they've won three in a row. And I mean, if they can just string a few more together and beat a few more division. Game, one of the female division games, the Bears, then that division's theirs because, like you say, the Packers are. They've scored 115 points, but also conceded 114 points this season. Yeah, it's it's not good at all, is it? And no, the Vikings, uh, I, I, I think they're playing better than their record suggests, the Vikings. And the Lions seem to be able to beat the really good teams and then just lose to teams they shouldn't lose to. <laughs> Yeah, two absolute bizarre wins for them, really, isn't it? And yeah, it's mad that they've beat Rodgers and Brady, but lost to whoever who they've lost to. It's almost, it's almost like their whole off-season was planned around these couple of games, isn't it? And then they just like <laughs> forgot. It's like, oh, we have actually got 14 other games to play. Yeah, it literally was, let's beat Brady, and then whatever else happens, happens. Yeah, That, that was Patricia's uh, beat Brady and Belichick. That was his mantra coming into the season, probably. Fair play, really. <laughs> uh, get that one win. It's probably the, probably the biggest game for him this season. Yeah, they'll probably get smashed in uh, Foxborough if that's, if that's where the next game is. My first takeaway is um, there seems to be a, a consensus on Twitter among the 
the kind of uh, the, the Twitter journos that running the ball doesn't really matter anymore. I think that's complete nonsense. I've watched the Seahawks play football for a long time, and last season we could not run the ball more than maybe for maybe a yard, a yard and a half per carry. This week we played the LA Rams and their famed defense. Fair enough, we lost. That was not on um, anyone other but Pete Carroll, but. We can run the ball, and running the ball matters because it opens up. Russell Wilson only completed 18 passes, but he never looked like he was in trouble, and Tyler Lockett had three catches for 98 yards. Running the ball opens up the ability to have play-action passes, and it, it, it gives struggling quarterbacks more time to do things with the threat of actually being able to run the ball. And other teams as well. Look at the Saints. Michael Thomas, has, his, his snaps have just vanished um, not snaps his uh, targets and receptions he's had four the last two weeks before that he was in, he was targeted like 12 15 times a game because they've got now Kamara and Ingram back they're, they're running the ball more and it's effective yeah I, I think people have sort of got away from like for me it's not the running backs that matter it's that the actual running back themselves don't matter it doesn't matter whether you've got Yes. One running back for the next, but I still think it's a, a very important position. Still, I think people have sort of got a bit mixed up with that. Almost, I, yeah. I think having a, a good committee or a good or like an all right running back in a good system mm. is one thing. But yeah, I feel like people that always just dismiss it completely are just missing the point. Yeah, like, I mean, New England, for instance. Sonny Michelle right. is a is a proper running back, but you have got James White there, who he is technically a running back, but they don't trust to run the ball. But he is. An, an incredible weapon for them. Yeah, so that's literally what I was about to say. If you look at the New England success over the years, one of their biggest things has always been that passing down, uh, pass, pass catching, running back. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I feel like people. Yeah, people have started to underestimate just how important a running back can be. So I'm still of the opinion I wouldn't be paying a running back loads of money and I wouldn't be drafting one high. But having somewhat having a player in there that can. Do that. It's, hey, when you when you need to uh, put a game away, if you've got a running back, you can trust to hand the ball off to, and they're going to get them three, four, five yards each time. Mm. It su- makes such a difference to your team. Yeah, I said last week that I would take the the Denver defense over any other defense in the league. They got ran over by Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell last week for, to the tune of three hundred and fifteen yards. That's it was incredible, insane. wasn't it? <laughs> Every time it flipped that that game, it was just seemed to be like a sixty yard run or something, <laughs> or some big catch from Robbie Anderson. It was unbelievable that game. Yeah, they're a fun. They're a really weird team to watch. The Jets two weeks in a row to score twelve points, and they go and reel off thirty odd and just run the ball for for days against the Broncos. It's such a weird thing, but running backs matter. All the good yeah. teams have a good running back. Yeah, or have manufactured a running game from somewhere, haven't they? Like, yes. E- even if it is like little hand, little uh, short passes to the, to the uh, running backs, mm. that is an extension of the running game for a lot of these teams. That is their running game, like these screens and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But so, yeah, yeah, I think I'm uh, on board with that. Running game matters. Yeah, I, I think that's completely fair. Yeah, what's your second takeaway this week, mate? Well, say so talking to the Broncos, um, <laughs> I think by the end of the season, that team could have a different head coach and starting quarterback because I think they're in real trouble so I think we've both quite liked them over the start of the season but I think that's three losses on a row now heading well they've got the Rams at home haven't they this week 
yeah. you, you're expecting that to be a loss. I don't, I, I don't think they're completely out of it. I think they can put up a game, but yeah, I think they're in real trouble uh, there. And it wasn't a good season last season. And I think by the end of the season, it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if we see France Joseph fired and then giving Chad Kelly a go just to see what they've got with him. Because Case Keenum isn't the future there. And no. I think it might... Go on, sorry. No, yeah, Case Keenum gives you what Case Keenum's going to give you. Like, week one against the Seahawks, he threw for three touchdowns, but he also threw two picks and looked very shaky in other passes. If, if he's not getting the touchdowns, then he is going to look like a really bad quarterback. Yeah, and so there's, there's too much talent on that defence and to be struggling so much, and there just are. And, yeah, I think eventually it just comes to the point when they will fire the head coach. And then, I think, yeah, say, if it gets to the point where they're firing the head coach, then the season's probably lost anyway. And then, hmm. yeah, then I think they will turn to Kelly. Or, and just to say, because like, the reports for him were quite good coming out this uh, pre-season. Yeah. And, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if, yeah, by the end of the season, we see a different head coach and different quarterback in Denver. I think that's fair, yeah. Vance Joseph is probably on the hottest seat of all head coaches. Yeah. Let's say there's a few, there's a few there, isn't there? But... Yeah, I feel like that's definitely a situation where we could see a change. Yeah, there was talk that he was going to be fired last season, wasn't there? or towards the end of last season, before they actually announced that he would uh, be coming back this year. It always seems an odd decision. It seems an odd, odd hire in the first place, and it seems to have not gone well for them, really. No, it, yeah, it really hasn't worked out in Denver, that. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sticking on my running back train here. Um, James Connor has made himself almost undroppable once Lev Bell returns. The boy can do everything that Lev Bell can, not to the same level. Like we both said last week that Lev Bell, for us, is the best runner back in the league, but he they cannot drop Connor, or they cannot reduce his snaps to almost nothing when Bell returns, because they'll be doing themselves a massive disservice. Yeah, I, I agree. Um so I, I think obviously Bell will come back and will take over like, yeah. the main job, but I think I think the thing is Connor is their running back of the future. And mm-hmm. I mean everybody there is well aware that Bell will not be a Cedar after this season, <laughs> so it just makes sense to keep Connor in the offense. So he's definitely he's had one bad game really, hasn't he? And that was a uh, week four. Yeah. But other than that, he's he's been great and. Yeah, you. Can't, I just don't think they'll be able to keep him out of the lineup. No, they have to. He, like you say, he is the future, and the rest of that team aren't going to be happy if Bell just swans back in, takes all of Connor's snaps, and Connor becomes invisible. It's, yeah, you're going to have to stick or give him some role in this offense going forward. It could be a massive thing for them if they can get both of them on the field at the same time it's somehow. And thought, isn't it? yeah, <laughs> if they can do something similar to what New Orleans do with Ingram and Kamara, then damn yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden they become You've got a massive threat. A B streaking down the field and Juju Smith Schuster. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a. All of a sudden, if they can, if they can get that to work out, then yeah, it might end up being good for them. Yeah, so a fresh, incredibly a fresh, <laughs> Yeah, a fresh Lev Bell after, like coming in after seven weeks is probably not the worst thing for them. Like, no. I, I know it's, it's not it's not ideal, but yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it could actually end up working out for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's your third and final takeaway? Okay, so this is one that, if it's not the one of my takeaways, I've definitely said it, but Blake Bortles is just going to continue to hold the Jaguars back. <laughs> because... 
last week, I, I don't actually think it was as bad of a performance as maybe it looked on the on the stat line, but he was just terrible. Yeah, he gives you one or two throws a game. You think, what is that? What a real quarterback yeah. would not do that. The one I don't know if it was the fourth or whatever pick it was, where he's thrown it at his player about two yards in front of him, hit his helmet, and <laughs> like I don't, it's hard to even see what that throw was. <laughs> if he was trying to do that, it would have been impressive, wouldn't yeah. it? It was one of them. Yeah, yeah, he's and like I think say he's um I think he's still threw for four, over four hundred yards, but that's what he does. He got behind like the team was so far behind that he was just throwing all over the place. He is a garbage time monster. He really yeah. is. yeah. And people point to that as, oh, he wasn't that bad. He's thrown for 400 yards, but there's a he's thrown for 400 yards as a result of him being so bad. Yeah, exactly. 430 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. And that's against it's, the Kansas Chiefs defense that has not been good this year. No. it's Well, they've been far from good, haven't they? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's not that he's played some amazing defense. It's, oh, well, fair play. It was uh, against a bad defense, and... It was a big game for them going in. There was a lot of talk about that game, wasn't there? Number one versus number one, like mm. the offense and defense. And they just didn't show up, the Jags. And, you know, I think he's always going to hold them back. He, he, I think he can do enough to win playoff. Well, he showed last year he can, but I don't think he can't he's win them ever. Can he? No, I just I don't see how he can string together three, four weeks in January to win the Super Bowl for them. No. No, he, he definitely can't. Um, my final takeaway, and I've hit on it previously in the podcast about Drew Brees. Where where does he rank all time in quarterbacks? Do you think? Honestly, I find it really hard hard to place him because when all is said and done, he's going to have every record in the book, pretty much, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't look finished, and he's got a, at least another season to go for me. Yeah, and but at the same time, I feel like looking back. It's hard to pick out a year where he was the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, and that's—I mean—it's good for us as fans to view that they've always had Brady or Rogers or Manning or even Big Ben a couple of seasons. But I don't know—he's just missed the consistency for me. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's one of his big things. He's never really been worse than I don't know. Say without really going back and looking at it, but I, in my head, he's never really been worse than five no. in the league. But. Yeah, he's probably at best been two, and I think that what's make, what makes him hard to really place as like one of the all-time greats. Yeah. I think he is among them, but I just have no idea whether that's top ten, top twenty, top thirty. Do you know what I mean? I just don't know where to put him. Yeah, no, that's fair. But yeah, he's 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 up there for me. He's in, definitely in the top ten of all time. Obviously, would it? We can't obviously Montana and Steve Young and those guys. They're before our time. They're obviously the legends of the game, but. For, for for quarterbacks that I've seen while I've been watching in the past 10, 12 years, Breeze is, well, he's he's 1B to Tom Brady's 1A for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. The only, the, the big thing I would say with him is, will we look back in, I don't know, 20 years time when he's lost all of them records? Mm. And is he one that maybe as time goes on, he will look worse or his achievements won't look quite as good as they do right now? I don't know, it's weird because when you, when you compare him to Manning, whose record he's just broken, Manning had he had receivers. He had Marvin Harrison. He had uh, I'm blanking on the other name now, but um, who's Breeze really, really had apart from last couple of years of Michael Thomas? I mean, 
Marcus Colston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably fair. Mark Moore. <laughs> I'd say obviously like Jimmy Graham was massive yeah. for him for them few years. And he uh, say so yes, yeah, yeah. I think but there's not really sort of that many that stand out. Like a bit Brady like had uh, Moss and he's had Welker and he's had guys like that and Gronk, but yeah, yes. Yeah, so, but it's a bit like the Patriots. It's almost when you look ahead of who these players are going to make the Hall of Fame as receivers. Mm. There's not that many where, <laughs> like, I think Manning probably has got a few more in there where they are going to be Hall of Fame receivers, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, I thought. Yeah, I find it really hard to place overall. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to say he's not one of the greats, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, he's not the passing yard record. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just qu- quite where I put him. I just don't know. <laughs> it's tricky. Let us know. Let us know in the comments this week uh, where you would place Breezer overall. Um, and if you did, if you watch that video, the mic'd up one. If that didn't get make you a little bit emotional, then you're not you're not a human being. I don't think that was such a touching moment with all his. Uh, his team come around him and his wife and his kids. And it was the the hug with Sean Payton that made me kind of, not, not tear up, but get a bit misty-eyed. Yeah. I I think it's... I think it was a great way for him to do it. Like, especially the actual pass that broke the record, yeah. that long touchdown. That's what Breeze is, isn't it? He throws them long long balls all the time. And, yeah, he's a highlight yeah. machine. I feel sorry for the guy that caught the touchdown because no one cared. <laughs> he was celebrating on his own. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it was it was great after, wasn't it? Because I think by throwing the touchdown, it gave him the chance to properly celebrate it. Yeah, if it had been was, like a seven-yard pass or something, it's like oh, okay. Yeah, it would have almost sort of come on. Well, not come and gone because obviously there would have been all the talk about. It, but yeah, I think it was a perfect way for it to happen. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on to our tips of the week in association with Touchdown Tips on Twitter. You can follow him for great tips. Um, we're going to do it on the podcast this week. Um, embarrassingly for me. Um, we've been it for five weeks. Dave is 5-0 with a combined uh, winnings of £111.93p. I, on the other hand, of 0-5. Um, and if you're following me every week, you're 50 quid down. <laughs> I feel like I've had a couple of lucky ones in there. What a run. Yeah, I had uh, the Panthers last week. But it feels like that would have been a really unlucky one to have lost. Mm. I still don't quite know how that ended up so close that game. But that yeah, that last-minute kick. He could it have was had ten yards on that. He hit the net like halfway up the through the stanchion. So I think his career best before that was about ten yards shorter or so. <laughs> like it's unbelievable. Yeah, he had yeah room to spare, didn't he? It yeah, absolutely yeah, flew through it from seventy yards this week, probably <laughs> if the game's on the line. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the tip from touchdown tips is uh, to take the Panthers at plus one. And the Bears minus three. Uh, £10 will return you a nice, healthy £35.79. pence. Um, Dave, what have you gone for this week? Well, say so looking at all three of our picks, we've sort of got a bit of a consensus between some of these games. I think we've all got a, a bit of a mix. I think we've all sort of taken similar It's not terrible for you two, or really good for me. <laughs> That's it. You can't just copy us just because you're doing so bad. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've gone for a treble this week uh, with the Vikings, the Texans, and the Falcons. Um, and £10 of that pays £24.21. So they're all uh, quite strong fake favourites. But I think, yeah, I feel like I like all three of them this week. The Vikings, uh, yeah, I think the, I think all three need need a win. And I always quite like being on that side of it. Yeah, the Vikings have got Arizona. The Texans have got the Bills and the Panthers are playing the Redskins, which is the only suspect one because the Red, the Panthers are in my bet as well. But they're a better team, and 
they should win. Yeah, yeah, I, l- I like this one this week. Six and I on the way. <laughs> I've gone for the Vikings, the Fal- Falcons, and the Panthers, but I've swapped out the Texans for the Seahawks. Um, I'm, I'm invigorated after that game last week. It's weird. Two weeks ago, I was depressed after a win, and now this week I'm upbeat and happy after a loss. This season is really messing with my head. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> that four-way bet returns sixty-two pounds for a ten-pound stake. I like that one because weirdly, I was very close to going for the Seahawks. <laughs> they, they were probably if I put a fourth team in, it probably would have been the Seahawks. It's because it's but, the Raiders, and I'm not impressed with the Raiders. Yeah, see, I, I think take the chance of bet against bad teams is always a. Uh, Always a good idea. Yeah, and exactly. the Raiders get in quite late this week. They're, they're not arriving until Friday afternoon, I don't think, when the Seahawks get in on Thursday. And I always, I always yeah. think that extra day gives them a, a little bit of an advantage. So Definitely, because the kickoff is, what, 6am American time? Uh, no, it's a later one, this one. It's, oh, I mean, it's, it's just it's normal time. Yeah, it's just a normal 6pm yeah, normal yeah. kickoff like, in our time. Oh yeah, it's not one of the weird yeah one twenty four. I should know that. I'm going to the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably help. Yeah. <laughs> You're there just like first thing in the morning. Where is everyone? <laughs> right, let's move on to your community questions. Um, we'll start with Facebook. We're going to start with a statement quickly from uh, David Green. No question, just a statement. The Titans are going to Titan. Always losing the games. They the so called easy wins. That was a depressing performance <laughs> last week, wasn't it, from the Titans? Yeah, and and just that week was the week I declared that they were actually for real and they were good. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, that was a stinker from them. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on to your questions. Uh, Ryan Bamborough, thanks again for your questions this week. Um, I know you've stated previously, uh, Dave has, um, over other chats that you think the Chiefs will come back to the pack. But after the Jags smashing, do you think they can go on and get 11-plus wins? And will that be enough to get them a buy home field advantage? Um, it's hard because I think I think they will come back to the back but at the same time I do think they will probably still get 12-13 wins and that will probably be a good enough for the first seed yes. it's, it'll be tight because I feel like I feel like the Patriots are the one aren't they I think it's between Patriots them two 12, now obviously because that's what they do at minimum every year yeah this is a big game this weekend if the Chiefs win that then They've almost locked it up already. Because hmm. that, that um, tiebreaker then would yeah, go to them if it was against the Patriots. They'd have it over the Patriots and the Jags then. And oh, I yeah. guess the, the Steelers, it's hard to see them going on a massive run now, but you never know. But yeah, you'd think it's probably between the Patriots and the Chiefs now. And yeah, so this, this weekend's game is massive for that. Yeah, I think it, the whole record kind of depends on winning this week. If they can knock off the Patriots, like you say, they'll have the, the tiebreaker over them and the Jags, who are kind of going to be the two teams that are there or thereabouts, probably. And I'm not sure how their schedule plays out after that, but... I think they've got the Rams a week after, haven't Jeez. they? Or they've definitely got in the next couple of weeks. They play in uh, Mexico. Oh, yeah. Well, they've got, they've got Bengals, Broncos, Browns, Cardinals, Rams. Oh, it's a bit further away, the Rams game. Yeah, but then they have a bye. A nice week 12 bye, which is always a, a, the later bye, the better. Yeah, I think it's a good time to have one, isn't it? That nice, refreshing break before the uh, before it really kicks in. Yeah, so that's, uh, they've got a, a, not a, not the trickiest of runs, but then they're in. They do play the Ravens, and the Browns are going to brown this season, aren't they? They're going to they're going to score points on teams, and they're going to keep teams close. So, yeah, I I, I think they're a pretty strong favourite right now for the number one seed, but. 
yeah, if they, if they win this week, then it's hard to see them not getting it. But yeah, I think they'll be there or thereabouts, and maybe this is the year that they finally get that sort of a playoffs win and get their run going. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see them not coming back a little because they're just Mahomes is sort of performing at a historic level, isn't he? And these things just don't <laughs> carry on. We've seen it. We've seen it <laughs> no. plenty of times before, and. If it's not this season, it will be next season that he comes back down to earth a little bit. I'd say I still think he'll be good, but you've got to expect that to level off a little, haven't you? Yeah, he's not going to be historic. No, uh, well, you wouldn't have thought so anyway. Well, say yeah. maybe he will be the one, but <laughs> be. yeah, it seems unlikely at this stage. Yeah. Uh, question from Elliot Roberts: Despite the Seahawks losing at the weekend, things looked on the up. Do you fancy a? Do you think facing a lesser offence may give the London game I'm hoping for a Seahawks win? I'm assuming that he's going to the game. If you are, Elliot, I'll see you there. Right. I think that's one to you, really, isn't it? I think uh, <laughs> Seahawks questions. I'll just hand it over. I, I always think we have a chance in a game, no matter what kind of team we're playing. I didn't, I didn't think we had a great chance against the Rams, but we figured out a way to play against them just by pounding the rock. And I'm hoping that's what we do going forward. I think we'll win against the Raiders. I don't think it'll be too much of a close game. We should kind of just carry on playing the way we were playing and just run the ball down their throats all day. Chris Carson, for a seventh-round pick, has made... Well, Chris Carson and Mike Davis combined have made Rashad Penny, the first-round pick, completely anonymous. He had one snap on special teams last week, and that was it. So that looks like a terrible pick now. Yeah, that... That... uh, That... Could have gone on someone a lot more useful, couldn't it? Yeah, especially when like Land- uh, Landry was there, the defensive end from the Titans, or players like that kind of level were still around. Uh, all the offensive guards are pretty much all now injured, but um, the guy the Patriots picked was still there. Um, yeah, it looks it looks a very bad pick now, yeah. doesn't it? In hindsight, yeah, not even that far, not even that far back. No, but... only five weeks in, but I'm willing to call it a bust already because he's looked terrible and he's been on the field as well. Yeah, it's it's looking like one of the worst. <laughs> first round picks have seen in a while it was baffling when we already had Chris Carson who looked great last year before breaking his ankle so but yeah confidence Elliot we're going to win we're going to beat the Raiders it's going to be quite a good game I think it's going to be two good good loud fan bases as well um, yeah I think I think that's one thing I think this could well be one of the more fun Wembley games to be at for a neutral mm. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a good one yeah definitely um, question from Dennis Teeling uh, also Luke Gravener We've kind of already answered it. Where does Drew Brees rank in your time greats after breaking the passing record? Um, see previous statements, guys. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Thanks for your questions, yeah. though. Um, from Twitter, uh, at rivalry aside, at pain in the ass. Um, our kicker's going to start earning more. Um, we're seeing what feels like a lot more games being decided by kickers this year. So is it time for the good ones to start really getting paid better money? It's a hard thing, isn't it? Because if you've got a reliable kicker... It makes a lot of the other stuff a lot easier. Yeah. Like, if you've got that drive to win a game and or to sort of need a field goal, it makes it a lot easier if you only need to get to, like, the 45, maybe, or yeah. that, instead of thinking, oh, we need to get to inside the 20 to even have a chance that he's going to make it. But, yeah, I don't think it's really going to change things because, as I said this year, there's not that many reliable kickers to actually <laughs> pay the money anyway. No, the Browns are cycling through them at the minute and the Rams have on their third of the season as well. Yeah, I don't, I, so I don't think things will change that much. But, yeah, it does... I don't know whether it's just the way it's gone, but it feels like the last couple of seasons, so many games have come down to missed kicks and I don't really know why. 
It is a shame that games are decided by the kicker. I don't like that. I like to see an offence or a defence winning the game. Yeah, it's... But then kickers need jobs too, so... Yeah. (laughs) I guess they have to... The other players have to have got them to their spots for all that to come to the kicker, but yeah, it's... The kicker feels too important, doesn't it, at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're not going to get paid more, and... Kind of, if you want evidence for what they do besides kicking, look at training camp where they are on a separate field themselves, the kicker, the punter, and the long snapper, and they are just fannying about. They're not doing <laughs> any sort of training at all. <laughs> yeah, it's not not the worst job in the NFL being no. a kicker. <laughs> no, you can see why a lot of them are quite cool dudes because they've got nothing else yeah. to do all the time. Yeah, like when I've been to these games, they're always the ones that want to talk to you, the kickers, because <laughs> I, I feel like they don't get their attention enough. So, yeah, they, I feel like they like talking to reporters when they come over here. I, mean, I, I feel like British people appreciate a kicker more than uh, yes. all of the Americans. Yeah, it's a skill for us, definitely. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just because our sports... I've got more kicking in them than we sort of appreciate more, maybe. But, yeah. They seem to have a good time when they're over here, the kickers. Speaking on kickers, I don't know if you saw the Seahawks and the Rams game, but we decided to scrap kickoffs, and we were going for drop kicks by Michael Dixon. What, like a rugby-style yeah, kick? Yeah, full-on drop kicks. And he was he was doing line drives, he was punting it super high in the air. He's got so many variations on kicking that he's really exciting. As a yeah, punter, it's, it's weird. You'd think that... It's the sort of thing that would have come in before. With some of these punters that are out there, it's a really good ones. They can do so much stuff with it, can't they? And yeah. If they can get you in a good spot, then that tent, if it could be starting from the 15 or 20 instead of the 25 every drive, then that's that makes a big difference come the end of the season. Well, that's exactly what it was. We couldn't stop the Rams' offence, but we were making them start on at least the 15, 20-yard line every time rather than giving Cooks or someone like that a chance to return one all the way. It's It gives you a better chance. Yeah, just put it just instantly puts them under a bit of pressure, doesn't it? And I think that's yeah. such a big thing. Uh, question from David at AFCCB ten seventy nine. Thanks for question. Six games in, who would be your offense and defensive rookies of the year? It must be fairly close between Denzel Ward and Derwin James from defense. I'm definitely going Denzel Ward. He was kind of maligned when he was picked that early over um, some of the other guys, Bradley Chubb mainly. But he's a baller. Every week he's making a play. So yeah, I think. Both of them mentioned are, are probably the two clear ones on the defensive side of the ball, aren't they? I think they both had, I think they both had their moments, haven't they? Which is, I think, when it comes to the season, then things that you can remember, yeah, like the interceptions and stuff like that. And Ward's had a block kick, hasn't he? The other in the last game, yeah. and I think them sort of things are what stand out when they come to be voted for. Yes, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think I'd agree with Ward, just because I think he had big moments in the big games for the Browns. Yeah. I think he's one you can remember doing these things and as good as James has been, I don't think the the things he's done have been quite as memorable. Like he's still been great, don't get me wrong, and I don't think there's much to call between them much between them, sorry, um this season. But yeah, I think Ward's probably just had their moments. Yeah, he's and, also joined leading the league with three interceptions as well. He's a, Yeah. He's and I think them things always help, don't they? And but I think on the other side of the ball, I think it's wide open because I don't think Talking about their moments, I don't think there's anyone who's really running away with it. Like, I guess Mayfield's probably the favourite right now, but I don't think... He's got everything I, in his favour, hasn't he? He was the number one yeah. pick. He's got his awful team, two wins already. The, yeah. the rest of the guys haven't really exploded. No, and I, I think it's one of them. Somebody will probably come out of the pack and have a good finish to the season. Like Maybe Barkley will get going on the ground and... 
that'll do it. Like um, when Gurley won it, didn't he? I don't even think he played the first few games and then come out, come out and just blew the league away. And it yeah. wouldn't be a big shock to see Barkley or somebody else do that and run away with it. Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the defensive one probably already down to two people, even this early in the season. But yeah, the offensive is wide open. Yeah, it is. Look, Saquon's got 308 yards. He's kind of 12th overall in rushing at the minute. He's behind like Philip Lindsay, um, Matt Breeder. Obviously, that's yeah. like a cry after last week's game. But yeah, offensively, I think it's got to be probably Mayfield at this point, cause, just because of the, the story of getting the Browns some wins. Yeah, I think when it comes to towards, the story does matter. Yeah, they love the story in the NFL. Because if there's not much to pick between someone, yeah, then big moments in the story are what, yeah, what sticks in people's minds that come into the vote. Yeah, definitely. We'll, of course, have our uh, first and ten rookies of the year and our players of the year and all that sort of stuff later on in the season. Um, at Wood 10, following Gino's 63-yard effort against the Giants, what's the furthest field goal you could have made? <laughs> or <laughs> made? Be well. Um, about 20 <laughs> yards. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel... not up to kicking... I feel like it's one of them things kicking. They looks way easier than it is. Yeah, I, I think, think I could I could punt better than I could field goal kick because I used to be a goalkeeper, yeah. so punting was basically my half of my game. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot tougher than it looks. Probably yeah, probably about twenty yards or something. <laughs> I, I, well, I feel like I feel like I've got the leg to make it a longer one, but it's probably like one out of ten, or if that, <laughs> like from like forty, I, could, I feel like I could kick it far enough. It's just. Yeah, don't know where it'd be going. <laughs> We're both playing Walsh. Uh, yeah. Walsh, uh, level yeah. yeah, I feel like I could fluke one from 42, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> if you give me enough time, if I'm there all day, yeah, 42, I'm calling it. <laughs> uh, the final question then is from Luke Gravener. Um, what do you think about Lane Johnson slash other Eagles criticisms of the Patriots' methods after they beat them in Super Bowl 52? And how do you think that makes them look now that they've started the season poorly? It's obviously <laughs> so, a bad look. Yeah, uh, so for people that don't really remember, it was Lane Johnson basically said he'd rather win one Super Bowl and have fun than win five and be miserable wow. talking about the Patriots. But Enjoy your one Super Bowl, Lane. Yeah, and to us, I'm sure there are players, and Johnson might be one of them, that would rather do that. But I think if you're a professional, and most sportsmen would take the five rings, and what you I don't think they're miserable. To win the Super Bowl. I'm sure it's not the most. I'm sure he's not the most fun coach to play for, Belichick. But winning is fun. Yeah, winning a Super Bowl. I'm sure that makes up for all them hard <laughs> training sessions. Yeah, and yeah, it doesn't help where Lane Johnson's not exactly performed great this season. After saying that, yeah, he's I mean, getting Carson Wentz yeah. killed. This season. Yeah, last season he had three. He gave up three sacks all season, and he's already given up five. Yeah, which is a uh, joint worst in the league. So yeah, yeah, I feel like it's not the most, isn't he? When he called back as well. Yeah, and it's not good when you're caught back to just come back for injury, is it? No. So, I think if you're going to talk like this, you need to back it up, don't you? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like it's, yeah, it's not really a good look for him right now. <laughs> no. Hindsight, probably best that he didn't say anything, Lane. But yeah, let's move on to game previews. Week six in the NFL season starts with the Eagles at the Giants on Thursday Night Football. This should be fun. The Giants looked more alive on offence and finally scored 30 points. Yeah, I know. It was an absolute miracle. <laughs> yeah, trying down the field, I thought, oh, there's no chance they score 30. So it's like, oh, they actually have scored and then, yeah, lost anyway. Yeah, I mean, I've got Adam Beckham in fantasy and the first touchdown he scores this season is a passing one. I wasn't expecting that, but <laughs> he did also take it. receiving one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's a hard one because 
the Eagles are yeah they're a really odd team because it feels like they're playing okay, mm. but when it comes down to it, they're just not getting the results, are they? And I don't know if Wentz is still a little rusty, and yeah, I don't think it helps losing Ajayi this week either. I don't yeah. think so. I, I think they've still got some good running backs there, but I think he is the best one, and if one of them was ever going to take that job, it was going to be him. But They're trying to swing a trade for Shady McCoy, aren't they, right now? Which would be a, he'd be a good fit for them. Yeah, I think it would make a lot of sense. He's not really doing anything in Buffalo, is he? And They're in complete rebuild mode, so they might as well take whatever pick it is they can get. Earning yeah. a lot of money, get him off the books, yeah. Yeah, the, he's probably not going to be there next year, I'd assume, either way McCoy, so they might as well... They might yeah. as well, yeah, get something back for him now because what's the, even if he wins a one game, in the grand scheme of things, does that yeah. really matter? Josh Allen's rushing more than McCoy is. Yeah, and so I don't think Chris Ivory's been great or anything, but the coaches seem to like him. Yeah, they seem to give him a lot of work. So, yeah, I don't think he's really going to make a lot of difference. So, yeah, I think he, he could be a good addition for the Eagles. And so I, I still think he's got something there, McCoy, and I think, yeah, going to a team like the Eagles again and... yeah. A, a contender, I think, could pass sort of, option with Wentz and McCoy is quite exciting. Yeah, and I think I think he could give him a good spark again. Mm. So when they when they ran that similar sort of system before when he was there, he was great, wasn't he? He was yeah. perhaps the best running back in the league that season or two. Yeah, he had some big big seasons and really big games as well. So. Uh, Giants, though, they I don't know, I don't know what to make of the Giants this season. They're one and four, but I feel like they've played better than that. <laughs> I know it's harsh, but. I think it just all comes back to Eli, and yeah. the, at the end of it, it just comes back to Eli. And yeah, he's holding them hostage. They should be uh, at least the five hundred team at this point, but he hasn't got an arm anymore. He doesn't trust it. I don't think. No, yeah, I think that's half of it. He doesn't even. Well, I'm not sure it's just about trust. I just don't even think he's got it anymore to yeah. throw them passes. And you look at whenever he throws a deep one, the ball's wobbling all over oh, the place, yeah. isn't he? Just he's put, like just put Beckham in there for a forty-yard touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> but it looks like. Peyton at the end of his career, except yeah. he just doesn't have Peyton's brain, does he? He's not as <laughs> no. he's just not that good. No, he can't see the defense before the snap, so he can't get yeah. away with uh, not getting beaten up every game. Yeah, yeah, it's not not good. So one, this... one more loss for the Giants that kind of rules them straight out, doesn't it? One and five, you'd be done for the season. Eagles, well, you'd to think win so. This. If they go to two and four in that division, it's a weird division, though, isn't it? Because I think all of them look a bit bad at times. Like the Redskins, yeah. I sort of like them, but at the same time, they just keep losing these games. And... I like Chris Thompson, the Redskins. There's, not, there's nothing really else there for me to like. But when he's playing, he's an exciting player. But yeah, they're they're leading the division at 500 currently. Yeah, so it still feels like the Eagles have got plenty of chance to make up for this sort of sluggish start and get going. But yeah, so I think yeah, I think both. T- it's a must-win game for both these teams, really, isn't yeah, it? Already, it's a big game. Another massive game is Bucks at the Falcons. The Falcons have to win. What? I, I, they're one and four. It's arguably their season is over. If they lose to the Bucks, they are done. They just call it now because the, you do not come back from one and five in the NFC South. But it's hard to believe, isn't it, that they're this bad? Because well, I don't even think they are. I think they're probably one of the best one and four teams that have ever been in the league. <laughs> but yeah. At the same time, it wouldn't be that big of a shock if they end up coming out of this with a loss. The injuries to that defence have decimated their season. To lose yeah. that many guys, it, it, as a Seahawks fan, I've, I've seen it happen. You cannot you cannot compete. Even with a high-powered offence, you just cannot make up for that many um, losses. They've given up 163 points this season, which I think is the most in the league. That's, that's a lot through five games. Yeah. 
say every team's going to have their injuries, but they've had them um, at pretty much the worst spots for them, haven't they? They've yeah, their defense. Yeah, and yeah, it's hard to they just can't stop anyone, and the and the offense. Although they are, that did turn it around a little with that run in the in the red zone, they're still not quite firing, are they? Like no. Devontae Freeman, I know he's had the injury, but he's not quite what he has been in the last few years. So maybe if he gets healthy and they start leaning on that running game a bit more again, they I've can. Got, I've got three now. This Smith guy they've got, as well as Coleman and Freeman. I've never heard yeah. of a three man backfield before. No, and there's probably a reason for that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, one of them guys going to get unhappy. Yeah, I think two. I think two's very workable, and probably what I would actually prefer having a two-man committee or like a tandem. But yeah, I think once you work a third running back in there, like consistently, I think sometimes it almost stops a player from getting in any rhythm. Yeah, I think some sometimes these players just need that need a few plays just to get going, and then they can. And I think Freeman might be one of those sort of players who almost needs that, almost needs all them touches just to get going. And yeah, I think. I mean, if they're going to come good, I think they probably need to lean on him a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. He's a, he's a top quality running back. Um, the Bucks have gone with James Winston. The, the early season magic has died off already. I've, I feel so down on the Bucks already after two losses in a row and Winston being back in there. This seems to me like it should be a Falcons easy win. Yeah, I've, I've got the Falcons. I've picked the Falcons. And... They've both got yeah, terrible defences. The Falcons have got a better offence. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much where I come down on it. <laughs> Mate, it's it's been interesting to see uh, Winston with the new play caller. I think he did a lot, didn't he, for Fitz, yeah. Fitzpatrick. So maybe he can do something with Winston. But yeah, it's quite an interesting Buccaneers team, weirdly. Like, but maybe not for the, like, the best reasons. It's sort of, will they actually be dreadful or will they be all right? <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, it's a weird game, this, because it feels like the Falcons are a much better team, but they just can't win. No, it's, it's, it's very weird. Let's move on to the NFC South brothers, uh, the Panthers. They travel to the Redskins. We've both got the Panthers this week. I can't see any way they'd lose this, really. No. It's... <laughs> there we go. No, I can't, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Redskins are a strange team because I feel like I like them a lot, but at the same time, if you ask me why I like them, I'd find it hard to really yeah, I don't know pick why. anything out. Yeah. It is just and... literally just Chris Thompson, and if he's injured, then... I think uh, as Peterson dislocated his shoulder as well. Yeah, he's struggling for this week, and it's Falling yeah they'll be leaning on Kelly, won't they? Kelly and Thompson. And yeah. So I said when they signed Peterson that I thought we'd be fine with just leaning on Kelly, but I think he's actually been better than I thought he was going to be. To be honest, yeah, Peterson. I think I probably got that one wrong. I think he's he has a one. A bit of juice. Yeah, and he doesn't need to be incredible for them, but yes, yeah, hard to really see the Redskins winning this but at the same time it would be some massive massive shock if they do no, win it at home no, it wouldn't, would it? at home the Panthers are that sort of team that they can lose these games can't they they can they can lose any game it feels like the Panthers yeah like there's, the Giants had no business being in that game <laughs> at the end of the game at the end of the, um, on Sunday and they sort of let them hang around almost and it's troubling it, that they gave up the 30 points to the Giants it's, it should be troubling yeah. defence yeah and like I wouldn't say there's a massive difference between the Redskins and the Giants' offense. No. I think the Giants have probably got better playmakers, but the Redskins have got a better quarterback who can do more with what he's got. Mm. Yeah, I- I'm going for the Panthers, but yeah, it's a, it's a, they're an odd team to pick. I can't really nail them down. The Redskins. 
No. Uh, next up is Seahawks at Raiders at Wembley. So not really at Raiders. Um, I don't need to go into this one too much. I'm taking the Seahawks. They're a slightly better team than the Raiders. I think the Raiders uh-huh. are in the bottom five for me this season. Yeah, I, I think they've I think they performed a little bit better the last couple of weeks, the Raiders. But I still just don't think they're very good. I just, yeah, I'm just, I've got to bit the Seahawks here. Yeah. I think I think this, I mean, it's a good lineup of games. But I think this could be one of the more fun ones to be as a neutral. Yeah, I, I think so. It's, it's two different teams. They don't really face off very often. It's the return Marshall Lynch against the Seahawks is a nice little storyline, and maybe this week if they get to the ball to the one yard line, the Raiders will give the ball to Lynch. For a turnover, it's what happens. Don't don't throw the ball. It's with history suggests that give the ball to Lynch is the better option. Yeah. It's, <laughs> although when I'm there, I always like seeing turnovers. Yeah, it's exciting. It's one of the more, it's one, yeah, it's one of the more fun things. Kick returns and interceptions. Yeah. They're, the, they're the bits that really get people on their feet, aren't they? This is my first live game I'm going to this weekend, so I'm quite excited. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a fun one. My my, my, my first Patriots game was the uh, Buccaneers. How many years ago it was now? Yeah, that was a nice one, that. Uh, yeah. It's, it's always nice to see a team. Yeah, definitely. Again, I'm not too excited about Colts at Jets. Um, this should be a fairly routine Jets win, but then what Jets are going to turn up? The, the 12-point Jets or the 34-point Jets? Yeah, I, I, I think I'm picking the Colts this week. Really? I just, yeah, I just... This, as you say, this Jets team, you just don't quite know what it is. And I, I feel like they, the running backs aren't as good as they looked last week. No, and, they're not, no. And I don't trust Darnold <laughs> too much. He, I think he, I think going forward, I trust him. But I think right now, this current Darnold, I'm not sure hmm. I trust him from week to week. And I think this Colts defence is a bit underrated. I think there's I think there's something there with them. I think I think they've got them playing well this season. I think when you've got Andrew Luck, you can win any game. And I don't know. I don't... I don't think Hilton's back this week, is he? But no, still questionable. I think currently. But against the Patriots, I felt like he looked like the old Andrew Luck. I felt he makes non—it's harsh, but not very good players into very good receivers. Yeah, and like I think he had with ninety odd yards against the Patriots. Yeah, and I think he made like Ebron had. God knows that lots of receptions. As there a player a that played against Eric Ebron in a PPR league, I was very annoyed. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was a weird game, but yeah, I felt like he was back to being that player who just drags his team forward. Yeah, and just give he had him a couple of interceptions. He's almost thirty years old for Christ's sake. You're gonna waste yeah. the career of Andrew Luck by not giving him anything to work with. So I really do hope they go out and get Bell in the off season and really go for it with Luck because yeah, it'd be such a waste if he doesn't even play in the Super Bowl in his career that would just be yeah, like, what are they doing really they've, just, they've wasted the first like six, seven years of his career at this point yeah it's and obviously there's been some issues there injuries and stuff but even before that it was such a waste like, some yeah. of them teams he dragged to the playoffs and yeah. even dragged to playoff wins I still don't quite know how he managed it some of them years <laughs> no no, but, yeah. he, is, he is very, very good. Uh, this next game should be fairly one-sided. Cardinals at Vikings, easy home win. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to pick the Cardinals. I know they won last week, but they still didn't look great, did they? And the Niners as well. Yeah, so many turnovers there, wasn't there, for the Niners? And obviously, you've got to give credit to the Cardinals for forcing them, but quite a few of them felt a bit like they were given to them on a plate. Some of them turnovers. Yeah. Good luck against that Vikings defense, Josh Rosen. Yeah, I feel yeah, it could be a long, long day for Rosen. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Cousins. I wasn't the biggest fan of that move from the Vikings. Well, 
they sort of had to pay somebody, so yeah. might as well have been Cousins. But I'm not the biggest Cousins fan in the world, but I think he's, I think he's probably exceeded my expectations. I think he's shown that he can win them a game, and that's, I guess, that's all you really would need from a quarterback, isn't it? If they can win you a game, yeah. if they've got that in them, then they're good enough. Yeah, he's he's steady Eddie. He's not going to cost you many games, and he will no. win you a lot of games. So yeah, it's, it's, he's a good fit for the Vikings. Definitely, he will find yeah. Dixon and Thielen all day long. They just need to yeah. get a running game going. What's happening with? Yeah, that? and I think I, I think Cooks. I think he's expected to miss this game again, isn't he? And I think it's hard for him because Latavius Murray just isn't doing it, is he? And no, yeah, I think if they can get yeah. Cook back, and yeah, I think they're I think they're I think they're probably the biggest threat to the Rams for me. Yeah. If if they can work things out, then I think they're the one that if somebody's going to take them down. Then it's probably them. I'd agree. Uh, these games are always good. Steelers at Bengals. They've got a nice history um, with dirty antics between the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this could be a fun one to watch. <laughs> um, I'm taking the Bengals in this one just because I think just because they're at home. But they, I, I like the look at them this season. They're four and one. It's easy to say you like the look of a team that's winning every every week, but. They're just finding a way. They've lost Tyler Eifert, but it doesn't seem to matter. John Ross has got injured. doesn't seem to matter. AJ Green and Tyler Boyd are balling out this year. Yeah. I, I think we both said from the start that we both liked the Bengals this year, and I think they're showing why. Like last week, they got down, but even even if the Dolphins aren't great, it still takes them doing to come back like that and win the game, and in the end, win it fairly comfortably. Yeah. But, yeah, it's hard... It's hard to pick against the Steelers in these games, I feel like. I feel like they, this is the sort of game they turn up for. And yeah. And then they lose <sighs> to teams they shouldn't really be losing to. And for the Steelers, I feel like they... I feel like if they lose this, they're struggling a lot here. Like, Yeah. If they go to 2-3-1 and one in a division that's got the Bengals... Well, the Bengals would be 5-1 and one at that point, and the Ravens are looking good this year as well. And the Browns are... The Browns are... Can win yeah. any week, can lose any week, really. Yeah, I don't, feel, I don't feel like the Browns are a threat to win the playoffs or anything, but they're definitely a threat to beat the Steelers in yeah. one of these games and ruin the Steelers' season, certainly. Yeah, and yeah, if they don't win this week, it's you start to worry about them. And even with Bell coming back, it might just be too late by the time he does. Late. Yeah, <laughs> this is a fun one. Charges at Browns. That's going to be a good game to watch. I think there's plenty of offense in that. Um, yeah, the Chargers two-headed running monster is phenomenal. Gordon and Eckler get about 250 yards a week, which is really taking a lot of pressure off of uh, Philip Rivers' shoulders. Yeah, I, I feel like Rivers is one of them quarterbacks that he's talked about as elite, and people always seem to put him in that top bracket, but when it comes down to it, I'm just not actually sure he is. It's like so often he just doesn't show it, does he? But having this running game makes it so much easier for him to do that. And yeah, I love Melvin Gordon. I think he's, I think he's excellent. I mean, I mean, Leading up to this season, he's had a few years where he's been good, but not that top level. But I think yeah. I feel like in this off season, he's really added something to his game, and it just is. I feel like he's probably the second best running back this season yeah, behind Gurley, isn't he? Yeah, I feel like he can. Yeah, he can do everything, can't he? He can catch passes, and he's great running the ball. Yeah, he can run he's, hard as well, which you don't often get from pass catching backs, but. Yeah, I think he's excellent, Melvin Gordon. Watch. Yeah, uh, probably, probably been a bit underrated this season in some ways. Yeah, they're, they're kind of the Chargers in general. I think they're always hyped up preseason, but kind of just fall below the radar for a lot of the year. But they're going about their business all right, and the Browns, 
they're, they're a fun watch as well with Mayfield, so this should be a really fun game. Um, one that I'm not too interested in next is Bills at Texans. Yeah, this is... <laughs> yeah, this is not great. Like, I love Josh Allen, and I think going forward, he's going to be... I, don't, I still don't know if he's going to be good, but he's going to be fun, as I've said before. But, yeah, it's hard. He could struggle, I think. <laughs> JJ Watt and Clowney and all their, <laughs> all their defensive players could have a could have a fun week this week. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I can't even pick that game. Probably the Texans, but I don't know. I, I cannot predict what the Bills are going to do from one week to the next. So no, <laughs> well, even last week in the win, they had barely, barely any passing, did they? It was just did he finish yeah, it was an odd win last week, Josh. Allen. It's not great, is it? No, <laughs> <laughs> not really. Um, up next, we've got the Bears at the Dolphins, um, which should be a Bears win. But again, the Dolphins, I don't know what they're going to do from week to week. They blew a, a huge lead against the Bengals this week, but I don't know what the, Bear, the, the Dolphins' offense is. Because no. Frank Gore seems to be their offense. It just seems odd, doesn't it? Because Drake, when he gets the ball, he seems to be doing stuff with it. He's but they just trick. Yeah, they just don't seem to want to give it to him. and It doesn't really add up. No. It keeps getting out out touched by Frank Gore, and it just yeah, it's hard to see why that's happening. It's twenty eighteen. Frank Gore shouldn't be out touching anyone in the league. No, and <laughs> yeah, there there must be some reason for it. They must either not like Drake or they love Gore, but it's hard to understand why the situation is what it is right now. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, Rams at Broncos. This. <sighs> After what we saw last week, this could be a disastrous game for the Broncos on the ground, especially. Yeah, it's yeah. If, if they're the same team that showed up last week, then Gurley's going to have about seven hundred yards this week. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like the Broncos have got what it takes to be one of the teams that beats the Rams. Yeah, I mean they've got enough defensive pieces that can slow them down at least. And then if somehow they get that game going with Keenum, then. They are the sort of team that could beat them. I'm like, I'm not going as far as picking that, and I feel like the Rams probably will win comfortably. But I don't think I don't think this is one that's uh, as obvious complete, as it first appears. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like the Broncos have at least got a chance, not yeah. a good chance, but a chance to win. <laughs> yeah. Being at home as well, it's not the easiest place to go, is it, uh, Denver? No, yeah. And no. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm picking the Rams, but. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't stun me if we're next week we're talking about how the Rams are finally got beaten. Yeah, um, Ravens at Titans is an interesting game because, like we said, for a few teams, what Titans team are going to turn up? Well, and Ravens as well. well <laughs> both come yeah. on, both on the back of two pretty bad losses, aren't they? Yeah, both three and two now, and uh, I don't know. This is a this is a really weird game. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know what to expect from this. Both of them are kind of middle to... Well, the, the Titans especially are 26th in offence, 27th in passing. Um, the, the Ravens are 7th in the league in passing with Joe Flacco, which is uh, shocking, I think. Coming into the season, I didn't expect that. But also 5th in defence. The Ravens kind of are the better team on paper here. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it's one of the games that it wouldn't shock you if either team just didn't turn up and no. just put up about seven points or six <laughs> points and it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the biggest shot this is a nine six game but both they both of them played last week they both played low scoring games it wouldn't be a big surprise if but again but at the same time it could turn into a shootout 
Yeah, both teams have got the ability to, to score a lot of points. It, they seem to just play. I said to my mate Dave this week, he's a Titans fan, that the Titans seem to play down to the level of the, their opponents. Like they, they played the same. They played the Bills at their own game last week and ultimately lost. Whereas they've, they've played up against the better teams and they've beaten them. It's You need to find consistency. You can't be doing that. See, I feel like I'm at a stage where. Um... I, I think the jury is still out on Marcus Mariota and what he actually is mm. because it feels like he should be a lot better than he is and he just doesn't seem to ever quite do that, does he? He's, I don't think he's a great passer and I don't think he's ever really done it with his legs like he ever did in college. And yeah, I feel like I wonder whether he is holding, well, I'm not holding them back because I don't think they're a great team anyway without, even without him, but whether he's ever going to be the quarterback that can take them to where they want to be, I just don't know. They're in a tough situation because he's coming up to a contract year as well. Yeah, I feel like he's too good for them to just walk away from. But yeah, I don't know if they're heading for that sort of that group where their quarterback's not really good enough, but at the same time he's too good to move on from. And it's probably the worst place to be in the NFL. I don't want to disparage him. I don't know if this is, this is disparaging, but he reminds me of Alex Smith. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think that's okay. Smith but, uh, yeah, that's that's exactly it. It's okay, and yeah, that's it's just not a good place to be, really, because you're just heading for lots of seven to nine to nine to seven seasons, yeah, and a first round exit, or maybe win a playoff game and then lose. Mm. You never really feel like you've got that much chance of actually going all the way, do you? And no, yeah. frustrating. Either be really good or really bad, and don't be one of the teams in the middle because that's just boring. I feel like if he found the right coordinator, then he could be electric. But yeah, he's had plenty of coordinators now, and none of them seem to be able to get him going, have they? And I think it's come to run to... the system that he ran in college and just become that college quarterback again. Well, and maybe you run that in the NFL. No, and he seems to get an injury every season as well, doesn't he? Which doesn't. Doesn't really help things. Try to run that that system. No, not at all. Um, Jags at Cowboys. This should be a walk in the park. But then you've got Blake Bortles. We've just been talking about quarterbacks that we're not sure on. Blake Bortles, I'm definitely not sure on. No, and he is definitely holding his team back. That's it. And you don't know whether it's going to be good Blake or bad Blake. And I think the Cowboys can do enough to score. I don't know, fourteen to twenty points on this defense. And then it's just whether Bortles can actually score that many himself. And <laughs> he's not good on the road at all, Bortles. No, I think he he's. I think if the Jags are going to do something this year, they need to get home field advantage or at least like a top top two seed. And at the moment, it doesn't feel like they're going to get that. The Cowboys, though, they're are they the most depressing team to watch in the league because they've got Dak, who who isn't an elite quarterback. I don't think he ever will be, but he is a very good quarterback. Yeah. Given, given players around him, but they've given him no one. Heading into the fourth quarter last week, they had 29 yards, um, combined recept- reception yards. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's hard with Dak, isn't it? Because, yeah, I think I said before that I'm not overly enamoured with him. I think he's sort of mid of the road, but say they've given him no chance to be better than that. And they've got maybe the most conservative coach in the league. Well, that decision not to go for it to was... punt on fourth and one and you're over the 50-yard line. So I can't remember the exact number, but I know they've only... I think on fourth and one, 
are with Elliot and Dak. I think they've only, I think it's something like 18 out of 19 times they've gone for it on 4 for 1. They've got it. That's... It's, <laughs> if you're not going to go for it on 4 for 1, then why draft a, quarter, um, a running back that high in the draft? And... Yeah, exactly. The Rams beat the Seahawks last week on a 4th and 1. Jared Goff it, fell forward two yards. That's all you have to do. Like, I think, like I said last week, um, about the Colts going for it uh, against the Texans and mm. how I think it was a mistake, but I'd much rather my coach was making mistakes in Every that direction. Time, yeah. I am and, fed up of coaches being defensive and watching Pete Carroll every week is depressing me currently. And like, although I think the, de- the defensive coach has been okay, they're not some defence that you're going to just rely on to win you the game and that's what he was doing and I just don't understand. Yeah, DeMarcus Lawrence aside, there's no, there's no playmakers there, I don't think. No, it was... Yeah, just... I can't even really defend the decision for him and <laughs> that it was, yeah, it was just so conservative and just absolutely dreadful. Just try and win the game. Just yeah. try and win a game. Go you need it. to. Jason Garrett is the most 8-8 eight and eight coach in the league. He's... He's never going to win the Super Bowl, but he's never going to get the first pick in the draft, which, what a depressing situation to be in if you're a Cowboys fan. It's, yeah, it's dreadful. This <laughs> could be the year he finally goes, but I think he's too close to Jerry Jones. Like, oh, it's family. going to take something, yeah, it's going to take something absolutely drastic for him to go, and yeah, it's not a good place because he's not doing good for them. NFL purgatory. Um, yeah. Next up is the game of the week, definitely. Chiefs at Patriots. These are always exciting. Uh, Chiefs hung 50 on the Patriots a few seasons ago and really kick-started the Pats' season um, a bit later into the season now and this is a good game. Yeah, it's... Re- I think this is really hard to call because uh, I, I don't even know who the favourites are, really. Because if you just look at this form this season, then the Chiefs should be clear favourites. But yeah. we know that the Patriots turn up for these games mm-hmm. a lot. I know they have had some bad ones, on TV, but prime time. Yeah, and that that defense isn't going to slow Brady down as much as the Patriots' defense isn't going to slow down Mahomes. So I think it's just if one of these defenses can just have a, that good night and get a couple of stops, then that could be the difference in this one. Well, defensively, the Chiefs rank thirty second. Um, the Patriots eighteenth, eighteenth on defense, nineteenth on offense. Um, the Pats are right in the middle of the pack at the minute, but they've got the uh, the the huge plus point of having Belichick and Brady calling things. You don't need to be first in offence. You, you're going no. to win games being in the middle of the road. Um, and I feel I feel like them rankings probably overrate the defence a lot and underrate the offence. I don't think they're... Yes. I don't think they're... I don't think we are the 19th best defence this season because they've been absolutely woeful in a couple of them games. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs are currently second in offence. Um, last meeting was 42-27 to the Chiefs. Yeah, that was. Uh, I can't see that happening again. I don't think. It, it feels like this is destined for a shootout, which probably means both quarterbacks throw like three turnovers and throw yeah. three interceptions, and we end up with about a seventeen fourteen <laughs> game. But yeah, it feels like this one's destined to be massive scoring. Mm. I'm, I'm going to ask you if you're going to pick it. Obviously, you're going to pick the Patriots. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for the Patriots. I think I uh, am as well. It it would be foolish to bet against the Patriots at home in prime time. It feels like the game, the sort of game that the Patriots just win. Yeah. Somehow, where, where, however they do it, they just seem to win these games. And and it could be the start of like that bit of a downturn for the Chiefs. But if they can get the win here, the Chiefs, then they're absolutely flying. The confidence is going to be as high as it possibly could be, isn't it? And then 
from there, the sky's the limit, really, isn't it? If they can win this one, yeah. I mean, all the all the yardage things—they're all fairly similar. I mean, the, the Chiefs get maybe thirty yards more on offense, passing uh, total offense per game, but passing yards, rushing yards, average yards—they're all really, really similar. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's hard. It's a real hard one to call. I think either way, you could see both teams blowing the other out if things go badly for them. Yeah. It, what, but yeah, I'm expecting a close shootout. I think it could go down to just who gets the ball last. Yeah, Stephen Goskowski winner. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and then finally, Monday Night Football, what a depressing game this is going to be. The 49ers at the Packers um, in the injury bowl, if the Packers have got any receivers left. Yeah. Uh, and it's... the 49ers are dropping, players are dropping like flies. Matt Breeder was down this week. He could be available for Monday Night Football. It's apparently not as uh, serious as first thought, but what a disastrous season for Carl Shanahan so far. Yeah, it's not been good for him, has it? And I feel bad for them. I used to, I, the, the Seahawks 49ers rivalry is my favourite rivalry in the league, but it, it doesn't exist anymore because they're so terrible. Yeah, they're so injured. Yeah, they've, like they're starting quarterback and now, well, they're, they're starting running back, went down, and now it looks like their second choice is injured. Yeah. So when it went down, it looked, it looked bad, didn't it? It looked like that, well, that's season over yeah. for him, but. Yeah, so you might still play, but it's hard to see the Packers not winning this one because, well, the 49ers just, yeah, they're not good now, are they? Even with Garoppolo, I don't think either of us were that high on them. No. And now they've got nothing, have they there? There's just not a lot to really be excited about. Yeah, this could be a bit of a snooze fest. It could be Packers are up three touchdowns by half time, and that's just kind of it, game over. Yeah, but as we said, the Packers aren't exactly firing on all cylinders. So no, exactly. If Randall Cobb's out and if Jonathan Allison's out as well, then Jimmy Jimmy Graham fluffed a few part, uh, catches last week as well, and it's and the run the run game's hardly sort of great, is it? They they've got Aaron Jones who just seems to get yards every time he touches the ball, but a bit like the Dolphins, they just don't seem to want to give it to him. Yeah, they they, they want to have Ty Montgomery running the ball for some weird reason or Jamal. Uh, Williams know. Williams that's it yeah <laughs> there we go yeah, another, another team with three running backs and it's not working yeah I think sometimes they need to just stick to a couple and get them going sort of more defined roles I think can help them a bit yeah yeah don't worry about getting players involved just give it to your best player and just keep doing that yeah and it's different if you've got like the uh, Saints if you've got two running backs that I think you could probably argue are both top 10 yeah running backs in the league I think that's a that's a bit of a different situation but just it feels like they're just giving the ball to players like Williams just because they have to almost. Just to it's, justify the pick a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's not, not a good situation in Green Bay. No, you don't want to be in that situation. Um, I think it's Green Bay win, though, at home on Monday Night Football. Yeah. That's it. We're done. I'm off to uh-huh. Wembley. You're off to Holland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing this one. First one I'm missing in a while now. Been to nearly all the International Series games, but yeah, I'll be missing this one. Uh, well, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully it's not too cold. You get your game pass all signed up to watch on Sunday? What you do? Well, I'll, I'll see how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I sort of hope I'm having more too much fun and I'll just catch up on uh, Tuesday evening when I get back. <laughs> Fair enough. <But. laughs> um, where can people find us on the social medias, Dave? So uh, on Facebook, we're First and Ten. Search for that. And then on Twitter, we are at First and Ten underscore. 
where yes, can people find follow you? Uh, so I am at DJG23 on Twitter. And I am at RossBell1984. Um, make sure you head over to iTunes if you're an Apple user and uh, give us a rating and review. That would be incredibly helpful. I'm just checking iTunes right now to see if we've had any new ones to read out. We've got nine reviews, which means there's a new one. Let's read it on the podcast. Most recent. Oh, most critical. No, we don't want that one. <laughs> most recent is from Elliot Roberts. Loving these podcasts. The lad seems to be knowledgeable. And for a new fan, I'm enjoying hearing their opinions and answering questions. Cheers, guys. No, thank you, Elliot. Nice. Yeah, it's a lovely one, that one. Overwhelmingly uh, five-star rated so far. We've only got nine, so come and give us some more, and uh, we'll it'll boost us up those charts, and the higher up the charts we get, the more eyes on us. So the better for us. I think we might be on Spotify now. Um, I'll have to check that, because they've changed their way of uh, adding podcasts like over the last few days. Uh, you can find us on there. You can find us on iTunes on any podcast catcher. Just give us a five star rating review, please. And let us know. Oh. Let us know if you do it. Post a picture on our social medias, and we will read it out on the podcast. Lovely. Here we go. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, thanks. That was a, another good one. Yeah. That's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Dave. Bye. And we'll see you next week.